the Podjectivity Network. I get right up on it. That's my. You're I like, the only one. I touch it. I bump it that, to stay centered. The only one mm. I love. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> ah, we could kill those harmonies. Okay. I don't know it well enough to just jump right in at this point. I'm sorry. Ooh, anytime. We'll play it later. Okay. Do you think I'm a little hot? Because I do. I am right on it. I'm always right up on Are it. Are you number three? Three. Three. So before we can pod, we have to break down all seven rounds of the NFL draft. And talk sure. about Aaron Rodgers. I can't wait. And his, do you know about Aaron Rodgers? I just wonder what they're going to do with all the Bergstrom ads up in Fox Valley area. What happened? Well, he, the, like every do two miles, know there's a large billboard. Okay. I don't watch the news. Go ahead. He wants he wants the Bergstrom out. ads, but yeah, he wants out of Green Bay. He wants out of Green well, Bay. Well, that's no. I mean, we knew that last year. Maybe, oh. but it's making headlines right now. Hot, and it's it's an issue. And oh, if are Rogers, people unhappy about that? I can't it, imagine. If Rogers leaves, who's going to sell Bergstrom Chevys all throughout the Foxland region? And insurance. He right. does the insurance right. too. Oh, does he? Oh, and Amer- he hosts Jeopardy guy. now. Did you guys watch that? I did not. I watched him. Was he good? He was, put it this way. I was sad to see him go. He was followed up by Anderson Cooper. And while I'm not a huge Anderson Cooper guy, he was, I'll say he was better at it than Rogers. Really? He's a broadcaster. Every day. He has the reps. He has tens of thousands of reps. And he... It's way less of a stretch. And... He has just got a little, he's got the reps. He's like Rogers playing football. And Rogers hosting was, when he walked out the first time, it's just a wash of Rogers' love, of just having him back in your life a little bit. I can't think of any parallel where like a guy from the football world jumped in with nerds like that. Football players doing non-football-y broadcasting celebrity type things oh, many have tried not just celebrity type things but the fact that this is an intellectual competition sort of right right and he was a champion he was a celebrity jeopardy champion took it very seriously very nerdy but in good right. nature mm-hmm. but like like you don't have enough aaron Rodgers. no right. he's a he's going to compete in a nice clean trivia contest so anyway when he first came out i was awash with Roger's love. So I'd heard about it. So I was so excited to see it. Very smooth, impossibly handsome. His diction and his delivery aren't not as good as Anderson Cooper. Mm. But just in terms of being mellow and being uh, down to earth, because you, when you come out and say, thank you, Johnny Gilbert, and then you say what the categories are, you welcome everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a very regimented job. It's very regimented. There is no very little improvisation. It's the same every night. Mm-hmm. So you introduce everybody, and here are the categories. <laughs> Give me your best, Alex Trebek, or what? Double team. You'd be very Notice good at the that. D in quotations. American Geography. You go to commercial. You come back, and then we let's talk to our players, and you welcome the two new people, 
where they're from. They've slid you a funny story to ask them about. They tell it. You go, oh, that sounds great. Uh, who's the lady last night? Uh, Ellen, Ellen Krieger is an attorney from Atlanta, Georgia. It says here you like dogs. You went on a cross-country trip and had a little problem. Yeah, we started out on a 3,200-mile journey, and our car broke down 80 miles in. That was a real story from a night ago or so. That's the best. Then we get back to the board. What's your Jeopardy anecdote? (laughs) I'd have to think about it, and I certainly would if I was on TV. Oh my! Double Jeopardy, of course, where the scores can really change. And then you announce the final Jeopardy category as you place your wagers. So, his only the only real uh, ad libbing that can go on is if somebody gives an answer of like just a last name, mm. and he'll be like, like, uh, yes, William Tecumseh Sherman. Go ahead, or you know that sort of thing. And or the thing he was best at though was when the, someone would get it wrong or no one would answer. His manner of saying correct response. What are the Carpathians? <laughs> Craig, you still have control of the board. So he had a great, he had a great like, oh, you blew it. The way Alex used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the eyebrows shoot up a little bit like. Mm. Look, slightly. Yeah, it's like a, shame. a It's a little shaming. He did a neck back. He did a. You should feel slightly ashamed. You go, correct range. The Carpathians. He kind of yeah. suck his neck back. Wince a little bit. Uh, the best story from his run was. I think it was his first night, first couple nights. A guy didn't know the answer to Final Jeopardy. And so instead of leaving it blank or whatever, he wrote, whose idea was it to kick that field goal? Oh, wow. Tremendous moment in uh, oh, crossover wow. to sports, to this show, to something that really happened to this this contestant had the... Brass wow. balls to do that because they didn't know the answer, so they're gonna like go busting, out there. busting Rogers's balls. He took it. He took it so he very gracious, little laugh, <laughs> and uh, stayed professional. And then a couple of times, like the first night when he came out, he said, "Oh, it's so great to be here." As some of you might remember, I was a Jeopardy champion, <laughs> and I love this show, and. I had so much respect for Alex. He was such a professional. He did that, you know. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Some glowing things about Jeopardy. This is a real come true. And let's get going. And then at the end of every night, he would say, such and such winnings uh, will be matched and will go to some charity that's helping small businesses in Northern California stay on their feet. Hmm. And then he would say, like Alex Trebek, so long. Hmm. So long. It was, uh, well, I didn't expect that to uh, well up quite so much, but <laughs> it was great to see. All right. Who you would might... be the worst f- football playing host of Jeopardy, Dan? Oh, heavens. That's an infinite. Lawrence pool. Taylor? Inf- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Uh, but maybe we should just address the fact that our lives could all change forever uh, if Aaron Rodgers would, for some reason, 
if this would fall through and he would actually leave. I think he will leave. Is it a bigger deal than when we lost Favre? Favre was at the end. And I think Aaron Rodgers... Still priming out? People are still interested in having him play another five or six years, right? Favre was starting to blow it when it mattered most. And he, by that time, had retired and unretired like three times. Or he was on his third one. And the organization finally went... You've got to tell us if you're going to come to work or not come to work. We know you're Brett Favre, but you, you can't do this to us. Was it heavy pain pills, Favre period, we're talking about? I've got to get closer to the mic. Or I, His can, irreli- I could the, turn you up. This ah! not coming to work business sounds like it this may is, or may not have been linked to him being an addict at the time. I'm pretty sure this is post-addict. Okay. The addict period, he was younger. Uh, what punctuates the addict period? Uh, I can't. It's actually marked with great success. Like he achieved oh, Super Bowl success. victories and things while being yeah. a functioning addict of pain. Yeah, cars. he was falling apart pretty bad uh, personally. But anyway. I feel like, at least from my very like skim milk knowledge of this, I am not... I do not have the full range of nutrients of information. Aaron Rodgers, the problem with Aaron Rodgers not winning more than one Super Bowl is a Packers problem. It's not an Aaron Rodgers problem. Whereas with Brett Favre, he was declining. And it was a Brett Favre problem. Not a, mm. not that the organization didn't or, c- construct a team around him. And you can't act like that. Well, you can't. Like, you can't have a big tearful retirement and dick pics. And then don't forget the dick pics. And then the team goes, "All right, well, I guess he's moving on." Yeah. All right, everybody, let's get to work in a brand new direction. And then, one or two or three days later, he goes, "Nope, I, I have to come back. I still got to play." Mm-hmm. And so the the business has to go. Oh, ah, uh, man, this is hard. Like we were. Going with but the new if, guy. If you and, were Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't and that new guy happened. So anyway, to be just one saying, of the greatest QB. Five went out like kind of a jackass. Kind of a jackass, opinion. and then he went to Minnesota, which it's made things worse. And he blew it there too. Terrible way to play. Great. Terrible way to exit a legacy. But went out on a ignominious interception. That's sad. It was sad for so many people. Yes. It felt like a big middle finger to people that had been very loyal to him for. And a And I don't want to sound like middle finger guy to Brett Favre. No, love Brett Favre. Yeah. I feel like Aaron, if I were Aaron Rodgers and I had that kind of skill and talent and a short amount of time left where I would be at my peak, I'd be looking for someone to say, we will do absolutely everything in our financial power to build a team around you. And organizational power. And organizational power to build a team around you, hire coaches that you work really well with, mm. and give you a say in how things are done. Like a big say in how things are done. And... If the Packers can't do that, I would absolutely leave. You're talking about Jordan control in Chicago. I am. Almost, except there was some tension between he and he and ownership, too. They hadn't completely always. yeah, seated. And the last dance does a good job of chronicling that. They were always high-fiving themselves for have drafting Jordan or have drafted Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't and Jordan always had a chip on his shoulder like, but I'm Jordan. <laughs> 
And they were like, organizations win titles and mm-hmm. this was our idea. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go on. That's it. I feel like it's pretty cut and dry. I you think can... I should tell the listener, if I may interrupt, sure. welcome to Pack Attack with Chris Adams. <laughs> and, when did, we, and did we... Before commercial, Chris was talking, breaking it down. And and I think it, this is an appropriate time for her to discuss how Hall of Fame cornerback Charles Woodson once pulled a chair out for her while she was pregnant. This is true. Yes, I was pregnant oh my God. in Chicago. <laughs> and as you know, Justin's dad was a video operator for the Packers. They have and his grandfather was president of the Packers and it's a very Packers family. They have Super Bowl rings and his grandfather was who? President of the Packers. His who? name Robert Perrins was his name, judge. So he was a judge and people called him judge. So this didn't. is like 19 teens Packers. This is like I don't know. Curly Lambeau era. This this is where we'll have to go to the Google machine. Please keep talking. So Justin's dad traveled with the team and they were in Chicago and I was super pregnant and they were staying at a hotel right next to American Girl Place. I don't know if you guys have ever been down there, Michigan Avenue. And uh, I went into, we went into the bar where some of the team were having some drinks. Charles Woodson looked so well put together and dignified he had on a sweater turtleneck and slacks Mm -hmm. and turtleneck sweater Mm -hmm. nice watch yeah of course and justin's dad was there we were there to meet him and i was so pregnant and there was no place to sit and charles woodson stood up and gave me his chair wow not only did he pull it i said he pulled a chair out for you but he gave up his seat he did oh what a man and then intercepted Mensch. your meal from the waiter <laughs> and served it to you. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Okay, He was charming. As a big Packer fan myself with failing eyes, so I have to hold this really far from my face. For all the fans out there and here, Robert Perrins, uh, 1918, died 2017, was an American judge and football executive. Perrins was born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. He received a law degree from the University of Wisconsin Law School in 1942. He served as the Brown County, Wisconsin, district attorney from 1949 to 1950 and as a circuit court judge for the county from 68 to 82. In the early 1990s, Perrins played a controversial role in a case related to Jeffrey Dahmer. An American serial killer. Didn't know that. This guy's going to get his own podcast before (laughs) maybe tonight. As a lifelong Packer fan and as a respected member of the Green Bay community, Perrins was elected to the Packers Board of Directors in 1966. Oh, my God. Crazy. Glory years. Crazy what he saw and was around. And promoted to the executive committee in 1979. 66 pre-Lombardi or Lombardi? I'm sorry. I have to ask. That is in the... Steamroller domination era of Lombardi. Lombardi. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Uh, The first Super Bowl era. He would serve as the president. Okay, 1979. In 1982, he was... I freaked out there and lost my place in the thing. In 1982, he was elected as the first full-time president of the Packers. He would serve in that position for seven years until 1989. 
Perrin's tenure was marked by improvements to the Packers' finances, expansion of Lambeau Field, and the creation of the Green Bay Packers Foundation. Wow. After Perrin's retirement as president, he remained on the board of directors, serving as honorary chairman of the board until 1994. In recognition of his contributions, Perrin's was inducted into the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame in 1998. Perrin's died in 2017 at the age of 98. Yeah, I went to that funeral. I've never heard of that guy. And I'm as bonkers for this stuff as anybody. I've never heard of him. Well, we... Amazing. We're at his cottage a lot. Same cottage that Justin still brings the kids to every other... Still in the family. Weekend. Mm-hmm. He's a very generous man. One arm. So one of his arms was lost when he was a kid. And in a, I want to say it was a car accident, like it, something ran over his arm. Those were the dates. So he accomplished everything with one arm. Wow. Which is, I feel, should be noted. For sure. Hmm. Probably a well-attended affair, that funeral. Sounds like a lot of people would be there. Well-attended, yeah. And lots of Packers people, Packers executives and do you get a good speech to summarize a life like that where the speeches any of them stand out honestly i was watching my kids oh forget about it yeah Yeah, i i probably missed a lot of the good stuff because i was scurrying after them but fun fact about him though he liked to watch polka eating while eating breakfast in on sundays watch watch polka polka dancing yeah Polka dancing. It's rare that you get to know a man this well. <laughs> One-armed polka fan. Yeah. Judge, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very hmm. generous. Very old school. With We've had conversations like this before with the cocktail glass ice. Ah. My, my glass is empty mm-hmm. kind of thing. Sounds like home. And his wife was lovely also. Oh. Just lovely. Really sweet woman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He probably would have had to serve through some wars if he hadn't had that accident as a child. Huh? You're gonna make me read his entire Wikipedia page. Personal no. life. I got. I want to give a shout out to his wife. He and his his wife Elizabeth were married in 1941. They had five children together. Parents died in 2017 in Hobart. Blah 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 blah. Elizabeth mm-hmm. married in 1941. Yeah, so being a young oh, man in, in 41 and being having this disability meant that he didn't serve likely. And that would have been psychologically an interesting thing because mm. when you think about... For someone of that time. Yeah, the conflict back then, like you doesn't sound like he did lose respect from people based on everything he went on to achieve, but mm. it wasn't a great position to be in if you couldn't join the cause Jeez Louise. back then, you know? Like my grandfather had high blood pressure mm-hmm. that would have could have disqualified him, and he took something so that he could get his blood pressure under control mm. and enlist and serve because it would have been shameful mm. to to stay back. Hmm. I think that the Packers treated him very well after, like he had a box. And even when he was unable to get around very easily, they always mm. accommodated him. And uh, wow, as far as I know, it was they were treated with much respect wow. even after he left the position. 
Yeah, he saw a lot. He saw like uh, the greatest hits. I don't know. Like the formation of the Packers as we know it, kind of? Yeah, the uh, the peak of the era that we all, that's like biblically sacred. Ah. It speaks a little. The grainy video. It like, speaks a little bit to the to the unique culture of the Packers organization that a character like this could it could be right the the yeah. level of loyalty and moving through starting as a wow. board member becoming president and you a, know, and a evolving. good dude in the community a judge and a yeah right yeah. local civic I don't leader. know maybe other ball clubs have stories like that too but oh, loaded yeah yeah these are the kind of people that rise to that that mm. Walk in that get to walk into that world. Uh, born in 1918, mm. still in the era when you could just like, whoa, what happened to him? He would have uh, been a about- wagon ran over him when he was six, <laughs> right? Uh, and he lost his arm. That that era, like, it was a wagon injury. I'm not sure exactly what he. Don't quote you me just, on right. the injury. You just speculated that it was wagon, but just that. Guy loses his arm. How many people do you know that that happens to? I don't know. I suppose it still happens, but right. not like it did in 1920-something. No. Farming and in the rural and then living life and out your life horses and that kind of culture was, yeah, more dangerous. And Life expectancy was shorter all oof. around. Hard-working dude. Made it to be a judge. So, how did that all come about? Welcome back to Pack Attack with Chris <laughs> Adams. <laughs> Chris, before that, wow, that beautiful detour into Robert Perrins, you were breaking down why Aaron Rodgers was leaving the Packers. And we it covered we an covered organizational far. failure uh, on not, your, in your so opinion. It was your feelings. My, it was more if I were Aaron, was or were if I were Aaron Rodgers, how I would how I would you can feel. feel however you want. So how I rip. would feel. I don't know what's in his mind. Ah. No idea. But if it were moi, I would feel um, hurt, wasted, betrayed. Hmm. No, I would feel like, you know, why has there not been this movement to more championship football, organize everything around me? Well, it's been buffeted by the fact that he's worshipped everywhere around here. And he is still like the 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 love of the fan community has been consistent and great. And like you can't feel like you're underappreciated if you get that in one sense. Maybe from the organization, yes. But right. Just I, saying, worse spots to be in. He's and he's lo- a bazillionaire. He is beloved, but what so, do you th- very true. Enjoy your I life, Aaron. Maybe Aaron Rodgers has different goals, though. I mean, does he want to be beloved or does he want to be the guy with three Super Bowl rings? Does he have to make mm. a choice? Mm. If it's a choice between staying beloved in Green Bay or going someplace else and getting two more rings, then I think that would probably be an easy choice at this point in his career. Mm. He's gotten enough love at this point. It's so weird. But just like Brady, it's so weird to think about him playing somewhere else, but that's modern sports reality. He could be he could be somewhere else. He could be like a dolphin. What's, what's, <laughs> no, he said he wanted to be a Niner, a Raider, or a Bronco. What's the news, Raider, though? Raider, because it's his hometown. Proximity, yeah. What's the news for why he is saying he wants to leave? Everything you said. 
He might as well just say. We'll I, be right back, everybody. I want to be a Michael Jordan. She nailed it. Anyone? No, you Anyone? nailed exactly what it, the problem is. That's pretty cool because I don't follow football that much. So it must not be so, too difficult to pick up. I got, some, I got a little bit of a Ooh. thumb typing hot water the other night Uh-oh. with my fantasy football league hmm. buddies because the reports came out on draft day. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, word like that comes out on the biggest day of the NFL's calendar. This uh. is like the birth of the new season. Okay. It's redonkulously covered. Braden's talking Broadca- about yes, absurd. the absurd. draft. And the next show is the schedule release show that comes up in a few weeks. And they're adding a game. They're adding a freaking game. Said he's my son and he's so he drops this bomb through the media on ESPN on the day of the NFL's biggest day. Aaron chooses that? He leaked it to some... And here's where... This is the part where I, I will suck at this. I know what happened, but I suck at the ins and outs of like... Did he tell his agent, who then told Adam Schefter? It's intentional. So anyway, it got out there. And I said I was skeptical on my football league. We're called the Cheese League. Not you, Dan. It's hard to say football league. (laughs) So uh, there was some hot takes flying around, and I was like, well, I'm skeptical. I don't buy it. Hmm. This is very bizarre, and I don't buy it. This doesn't sound like you at all, Dan. And and people were like, one one guy was like, said something like I was arrogant or something. I was just like... It's a hot take from ESPN that happened like a few hours ago. Who the hell knows about mm-hmm. him leaving? That's seismic. But anyway, as it as it plays out, I guess there is more and more of this kind of thing coming. And he is displeased as of tonight, according to the Internet. So it has to be true. <laughs> I can't be skeptical. Uh, he is displeased with the GM. He will not work with Brian Gudekunst. Mm. And that last name one more time, Brian Gudekunst. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, very displeased with him. And then I was waiting to hear from another source that I trust and believe Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi is a, I believe, in the Vince Lombardi family tree. Mm-hmm. He was a GM for the Browns, the Patriots, or worked for all of these teams, the Raiders. Under Al Davis, the, the venerable Al Davis. He worked all over the NFL in front offices in every capacity. Moved the levers. Chose the players. Actually did the job. So I was waiting to hear what he said. And everything that you said about the way the team should be run mm-hmm. is what he said. Should I be a sports analyst? You prob- We should do more sports. That means I have to start watching sports. They hired a coach. Even if they had his consent or whatever, they hired no, a coach. Just I think. keep going blind analysis and being right on the money like you are tonight. I yeah. think that's don't read do anything. Blind analysis. Just give your gut coming take in, and it'll be right. Well, I knew after the game was lost. I feel like everyone knew at that point after his exit interview. Mm. Are we? Were nobody was going? Oh fuck! Well, I always block that stuff out. Mm. I because it just happens every year in every sport. That was stuff the exit interview brought to us by Tostitos. You know, Giannis unfollowed the Bucks after they lost in the playoffs. And that, when you do that, the whole sports world goes a titter. He's like, he's going to leave the team. You know, step one, unfollowing the team on, on social media. Here's a, a question anyway, for you. Why would he stay? Why would he stay? Yeah. The team is, I don't know about great, but we're very, very good. Two consecutive NFC championship losses, mm-hmm. a heartbeat away from the Super Bowl. 
this past season, made a mockery of the league for most of the season, scoring at will, running up the score on teams, hiding our always just kind of average defense. And not as many penalties. I remember when McCarthy... Mm. It's McCarthy, right? Coach McCarthy. He's now in Dallas with Jerry Jones. It was like Flag City out there. Anytime I would maybe watch like two games a season. And it was oh, this football literally team. every be six prepared. minutes. That's on me. Jesus. Flag. Flag. That's enough of a good football flag, team over there. Flag. Offsides. Mm. Just You don't like the flags. Despicable. Well, it's it's <laughs> careless. That's careless coaching. That's there's not no, good football. There's no discipline. You're not sounding very forgiving of wow. the players' mistakes right now, Chris. No, that's careless coaching if people are getting penalty flags all the time. So why should he stay? That's a huge decision for a guy who carries the emotions of everybody on his back every week. That's a big job. That's a big burden to carry. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure, and he's great at it. He's the best. He's one of the best there ever was. Hmm. And that's why you saw some psychotic texts from me during that last (laughs) NFC Championship game. How badly it hurts when it happens in the moment. And he, he handles that pressure, just like Jordan, just like the people we've talked about. He's, he's one of the best to ever do it. So to think of him leaving is so terrifying. And so the case, why stay? Because the team is very good. I don't know how professional this all feels to be. I see him as such a professional. And this is how things are done now. When you're displeased, you threaten to leave. You fold your arms and go on Twitter or, you know, go public. He knows that's going to chap a lot of fans. There's going to be a lot of fans who just impulsively just fuck this guy and burn the jersey. And if he leaves now, let's say, if he leaves, or for even doing this, for even doing this, there's going to be a segment of the fan base that just thumbs down. Fuck that guy. You're too good for us. Didn't they hire this coach? Who don't care how modern sports work. They're just like, this is wrong. Didn't they select this coach? Specifically because he would work well with Aaron Rodgers. He had his, what was this, his second year? Young coach came from the first year, Titans. Year and a half in? When, how, how long has he been? I think this is only going to be year three. I don't really feel like Googling it, but he's ridden into the playoffs his first two years. And both years has looked kind of exposed. So whatever Aaron Rodgers was hoping to see change mm. when the coach got canned and replaced mm-hmm. must not have changed. Whatever he was hoping for the to second, be like, this is going to be a championship okay. team and somehow it all falls apart again at first the end year with of the, the coach. season. Let me summarize the first year with the new coach whose name escapes me. Uh, I doesn't matter. Uh, they were a good team, not great. They lost in the NFC Championship game to the 49ers, not because of poor planning or poor anything. The 49ers were physically superior. Unmistakably physically superior. 
bigger, faster, stronger. Beat us up. And it just happens. They were bad for years. When you're bad for years, you collect high draft picks and draft the biggest, the fastest, the most badass guys there are. Mm-hmm. And eventually, hopefully, it pans out into a fucking dominating team. And how, it worked. Oh, how would and they, they kicked the shit out of us. How would they, they be with a great quarterback? Uh, They're yeah. the ones that kicked our butts and he wants to go yeah. play for them. That team is totally different. Two years ago, that team is unrecognizable from that team that okay. was... Okay. And then this year, so lots of questions and murmurs after last season. Uh, why can't I think of the coach? LaFleur. Matt LaFleur. Uh, Matt LeBlanc. So this season, lots of ominous and anxious uh, hype in the season. Like, how's it going to go? Are they going to be better? They really struggled last year. They got their ass kicked so bad. And they came out, and the offense was unbelievable and unstoppable. And they rode to a, what, 14-2 and record or something. Mm. And the big stink last year was that the Packers drafted – a quarterback and the, they traded up in the first round to get a quarterback named Jordan Love and that set the news machine in motion like oh what a slap in the face to far, uh, to right. Rodgers and all this kind of stuff and I'm always skeptical of that stuff I don't you know me I, I just it's a lot of hot air and a lot of talk mm-hmm. a lot of times and sometimes it's real like now it seems to be pretty real so and I never bought that I was like yeah he's 36 he's got to understand that the organization has to at least Draft somebody sometime. At some point, yeah. Yeah. Not a threat, but I just felt like it got overplayed. Like they they knifed him. They didn't tell him or who knows if any of that's true. I don't know. Only about two or three people are in the room and really know. So they dominate. They lose in this game. Bad defense. And there was the question of going for it. The question that the guy on, on Jeopardy. Right. Terrible call. Prodded him with. The right. kick in the field goal with the time. But you can't. And then taking the chance you'll get the ball back and it didn't work out. So some bad coaching. Also, or maybe some bad coaching. question. Because who knows? Because if it works, then he's a genius and everything's fine. But it didn't. So it's all very bitter. If it all comes down to those last two plays, two calls, then yeah. the game essentially is kind of already lost. Here's a couple things that happened in that game. The Buccaneers got a touchdown on fourth and something from about midfield. Right. As the half expired. They lost. So, yes. That is a video game type of thing that happened. A one in a quadrillion play Mm -hmm. that felt like I felt like I was having a hallucination, a heart attack or I was hallucinating. (laughs) It was it was inconceivable. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it was really happening. Here's a question, Dan. You didn't necessarily inherit this level of passion Mm. for the for the game in general and for the team. From your dad, right? Dick was, I can't picture Dick being, you know, a, a passionate, super engaged f- guy or fan the few times I met him, but who interesting. knows? That's Maybe an interesting question. Underneath that, was there like fire and it, was it meaningful for him and it came down to you or? He had, he had uh, unmatched fire for Indiana Hoosiers basketball. Okay. That was his thing. That he really like got mad about or got super happy. You know, he was engaged. That's I, so this level of like caring. You saw that, but it wasn't for the Packers. I just apply it to sports in general, pretty okay. much. I just love sports. I just love the whole 
show. I and love his, the whole show. And his passion for And Indian, critiquing it. Indiana Hoops is why you have a picture of yourself standing with Bob Knight's arm around you. Correct. Sure. Correct. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris, what do you know about Bobby Knight? That he's psycho and emotionally <laughs> abuses his players. Okay. Okay. Says nothing about his the His face is always red as a tomato. Yeah, he graduated. From yelling. He graduated from West Point <laughs> with military Correct. background. Whoa. And, and his understudy was one, or somebody I think who was his assistant. Assistant. Mike Krzyzewski, who went on to become one of the most successful coaches hmm. ever at Duke. Interesting. The venerable. So HK. it's a complicated legacy, right, of a guy who came from another time and another period and like in partially the times just changed around. I don't him. know. Gene Hackman wasn't emotionally abusive to. No, I'm not the saying Hoosiers. that it was. I'm not trying to excuse his abusiveness. <laughs> I'm just saying what we label abuse now. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like we don't spank our kids. That was just coaching. Oh, when I was in high. We're you know, digressing you did that from Aaron Rodgers. Just one second. People used to get their arms ripped off under a wagon. <laughs> right. Think times were different. When I was in high school, my boyfriend was on the football team and they had triple sessions in the summer. I'm sure you guys did this, like triple workouts in the like 90 degree heat. And they would like just puke through just all day. They would just I be didn't play football. dehydrated and puking all day long. And it, and the coach was just constantly berating them and belittling and yelling at them. And it was mm-hmm. considered Who was this? It, my high school boyfriend. Mm. It was considered That's great coaching. Like he was oh. well respected in the community and he had a little like his larynx was missing. So he talked like this and oh, it was wow. terrifying. You yeah. got to be kidding me. Yes. <laughs> sorry, yeah. people with voice boxes. I'm no, sorry. No, it was it on. just made him more menacing. They do it on South Park. More yes. menacing. And uh but he was a celebrated member of the community for the most part. There were some parents that were like horrified but for the most part especially at the end i'm sorry for the joke but if you're a coach and you've got a shout out to your players and you got a voice box you put megaphone megaphone up to voice i think he yes i think he had amplification of some wow that does sound terrifying it was it was it was (laughs) villainous like get it together like an avengers villain (laughs) i'm sorry that's terrible that's terrible (laughs) but it's funny I want to hear one more bit of... Let's see some hustle out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the first group we've offended tonight... That's enough. The first group. There'll be more. (laughs) I love the night tangent for a moment, but we have to finish. We have to put the Aaron Rodgers thing to bed. And then we can do anything we want. (laughs) So that was a lot of babbling about how they've played. Then they brought in a coach. This is to what you were saying. Then they brought in this young coach. It's not like they kept it a secret from him or there again. I don't know exactly how it went down, but he's at the level that you have to let him pick the coach. It is a Mm co-show at this point. No, that wasn't his guy. So not there's their first mistake. He probably made up his mind when that coach was hired to give himself two more years. And if he didn't win in the next two years, that sounds reasonable. He's going to leave. Because right. they didn't pick his guy. They're not doing And I don't know if he had a guy or if it's just they've handled they handled it poorly. That's right. It's hard I it's hard to I don't want to try to say what was right or wrong because I don't have that job and make those decisions. Everyone's got different decisions to make. 
Um, it hasn't gone well. This is like when your boyfriend goes out drinking and flirts with all the other girls and then comes back and says, I made a mistake, baby. I'm not going to do it again. And then two weeks later, he goes out drinking and he flirts with all the other girls and he comes back and he's like, I made a mistake, baby. I'm not going to do it again. After a while, you're like, this man, this guy's not changing. Is that the organization you're impersonating? (laughs) Okay. Yes. And Aaron Rodgers is the girlfriend, obviously. And the 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 team is a big company uh with no single owner and where is the line like they have to make decisions like this mm-hmm. like who the coach is going to be and stuff and it it's obviously it gets weird when you have a guy like Rodgers he's like he's bigger than all the machinery he's super shines he super is the star. sun around which mm-hmm. this universe good a guy as he is right we're not Nature thinking about things from the perspective of what it's like to manage professional egos on the on the management side too. Oh, good not Lord. to say that right. Rogers is a diva or or has an out of control ego, but the assumption seems to be the organization's really let him down. Versus Yes, is that's this a nice guy is this guy ever really satisfied or you know, does he have a a massive ego that uh, would be better served by being courted by all of these other people that desperately want him. I don't know. I, I like th- the angle you're taking here because that is a real, that's a, that's an angle. Maybe the man, say, say it again. They didn't want to have to manage his ego. So they didn't accommodate that, every single that, that, thing. That maybe not in this particular case, but if you think about the kind of ego required to do the job that he's doing, Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not something that I encounter often, you know, having to, having to work with and satisfy someone that fucking driven. And they did it for Brett Favre. Okay. I'm just saying it, it might be challenging in a way that we don't appreciate because we don't have to manage powerful, headstrong, you know, willful individuals and that's what i'm saying where's the line like it's the it's the team's job to function and hire personnel like it's always been that way but it just now it's different in this era of sports a player didn't get to do this in the past well i don't know i don't feel like the packers have a problem of putting butts in seats right people are going to come to the games no matter what strong brand so what's their motivation other than winning super bowls Mm -hmm. and if they have the best quarterback telling them this is how you win a Super Bowl with me. Hire this coach, look right. for these players. I know myself as a player. Do this. And if they say we'll do some of that but not all, mm. I feel like he's kind of justified in taking mm. his game someplace else. Because maybe it's not personal and it's just a business decision. It could right. be just business. It could be I don't know who he's dating. It could be like a uh, family decision. Actress from like uh, Big what? Bang Theory or something. It's uh, Oh, the blonde? Uh, no. Um, okay. Are you telling it would me be she easily Googleable. Are you She's an actress. Sure. Are you telling me she doesn't want to move away from Los Angeles to live in Green Bay? <laughs> Is that right. what you're saying? That seems unlikely. <laughs> Highly. And for him to to like put specific people like 
in the public crosshairs, if you will, over this. Uh, but at this high level, like this is what it takes sometimes, I guess. And maybe the people, I don't know if the people, I don't think the people are snubbing him. Uh, mm-hmm. Mark Murphy and uh, Brian Gudekunst and other, you know, I don't think they're doing it. They're purposely snubbing him or it's they want to keep it's him a happy. tough. Well, the it's whole... as tough as his job is to run the team and keep it great. Is as hard as Rogers's job is of winning the games. It's a it's a very tough thing. So I'm I just hope it works out somehow. I don't want to see him go. But if he does, I'm not going to burn any jerseys or he's too fucking awesome. He's too cool. He's been too good of a thing for us. Like, I hope he stays. I just you wish him well, though. Of course. I'm not going to hate him. Yeah. And rooting for or against him will be simply a matter of who they play in. Like some weeks I'll just love him and some weeks I'll probably just hate him. People will not enjoy Packers fans will not enjoy seeing him in a different uniform some the same way it felt blasphemous to see Brett Favre wearing purple we've been through it though now blasphemy the other guy played and because we had Aaron Rodgers we're like the other guy went off and played for a couple other teams it was kind of weak it kind of sucked but we had Rodgers (laughs) so it's fine I don't know I don't yeah I don't feel like he's being careless with it he didn't leave years ago Rodgers yeah. No, not careless at all. He's he, put in like yeah. 16 years or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not like he's a squeaky wheel. Like, <laughs> maybe he's, he's maybe he's sick of winter. <laughs> he's not yeah. bored, is he? Maybe he's bored. Ooh. Ooh. Much the same thing that the Brady Belichick thing had to go through, except with us, it's Rodgers and the Packers, not a certain. Well, maybe it is a certain guy. Maybe it's Brian Gudekunst. <laughs> Had, what did you say? Boredom. Got it, bored. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a long-term relationship. And Could be. The allure, like I was saying, of like being able to be courted by this team and that team and be, be a free agent like that again. Mm. There's got to be a certain romance to being wooed by people. I mean, And like Brady did. Got on a exceptional like an already very good team that had good bones and then he joined it and they won a super bowl and guys want to play there and he could do that same thing he he would be the difference somewhere else and maybe just like coaches have to go after a while like they don't it's a tough job it doesn't last very long guys get tired of the voice maybe 16 years is enough Feels like a divorce. Feels like we're talking about a divorce almost. Yeah, it is at this point. Hmm. And they don't have counselors for things like this, do they? You can't go to, okay. you know, the NFL equivalent of marriage counseling when the relationship between the GM and the star isn't good. If you ask every single person in Wisconsin, which we're going to do later, yeah, who the governor of Wisconsin is, and right. then ask him who the quarterback of the Packers is. Only the unborn, and even some of them will know, but only the unborn won't know that it's Aaron Rodgers. Of course. And like, what do you think? 80%? Yeah, right. Know who the governor is? There's got to be. There's got to be. Because I had to think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's that's true. The but it's not it is Rogers and what he's accomplished, but it's also really the organization is bigger than the man here. You know, yeah, Green Bay so is tough. A, I'm, it's a legendary place. And I'm not like the team should get to do whatever they want and this guy should shut up and dance. No, <laughs> I'm not like that at all. It's just what I, I just think it's more it, it has to get boiled down to a certain way to drive Twitter and all the 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 wake that this is causing in the normally serene lake mm-hmm. of Packer fandom. Uh so yeah, you're never gonna really hear what those guys' side of it is, or maybe you will at some point. Like we did try, we weren't. Believe us, man, we weren't trying to run this guy out of town. Mm-hmm. Maybe when this is all said and done, the interviews are like, you know, he just needed a new challenge, and it was kind of, it was kind of ugly, and it was a little unfortunate, but he was. But a, you know, the guy's a consummate professional, and you know, he's not throwing any dirt on us, and sure, it's just. Who, who knows how this will end? 